Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. When I am positive, Chuck Mockler. Has the game started yet? Has the game started yet? <laughs> We're very tense waiting for that game <laughs> six. Oh, it's going to be a good time. Uh, in case you didn't know, we are Locked on Clippers, part of the Locked on NBA Network. We bring you Clippers stuff five days a week. <laughs> we absolutely do. Coming at you 7 a.m. And today is one of the bigger episodes that we've ever done on this show yeah i feel like yeah i mean this is gonna be or has the potential to be a historic game six Absolutely for the clippers does. Really does. uh we're gonna get into what we need to do well to win that game as well as what could go wrong give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at and then tyloo had some media availability today kind of a surprise it was initially it was announced weird. there would be no availability. So we're going to kind of talk about that. Uh, he had some things to say about the series. Um, and there's no news on what you want to hear from. So, <laughs> uh, And then in That's shavings, uh, Travis Rogers, who we talked about on the show yesterday, kind of apologized for the Kawhi comments. Ugh. We got to talk about what's going on with the Dallas Mavericks. Did the Clippers break them? Oh, yeah. Uh, and we have a love, Mary quarantine for you, as we do every single Friday. So mm -hmm. all that and more coming up right about now. But first, got to let you know, today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Oh, yeah, the Clobes. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. I'm going to be drinking some Clobes uh, for game six. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Game 6 preview. We have, okay, unsurprisingly, uh, no Kawhi Leonard per Ty Lue. He is out for this game, uh, which makes sense. There's Is there some universe that Mike Conley comes back? Because there was some interesting injury stuff. He and Donovan Mitchell were both questionable. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll talk about that more and like what could go wrong. I am I am doubtful that he's coming back. Um, yeah, Conley also, they're not going to... That's what I meant. Conley, I'm doubtful Conley is coming back. Right, right, right. Donovan yeah, yeah, Mitchell yeah. is 100% playing. They're not going to sit him again. No. I, I mean, at least I don't think they would. Um, yeah, the Conley thing's interesting. What we need to do well in this one, getting right into it, Ty Lue wants to run them off the three-point line. That's something that if you watch the game, anytime a team is chucking up that many threes, there's an issue. Yeah. Um, Ty Lue wants Bojan and Clarkson to put the ball on the floor and make them make decisions and dribble the basketball, which I like. Make them try and <laughs> kind of quasi-orchestrate what's supposed to happen next. You got to chase Bojan off the three-point line. If you can oh, yes. take that away, um, it's going to be very difficult for the Jazz to to overcome this Clippers team. Absolutely. Um, and Clarkson has some insane shooting splits. He's shooting like 20% better on heavily contested shots. Oh, and like if you've watched the series, it's 100% apparent. He makes, he can only make, I feel like, some of the dumbest circus <laughs> shots. And like more, like more power to yeah. him. I mean, like that's, it, got it's us in games one and two. It's an incredible thing to do, but uh, it sucks to be on the receiving end of. It absolutely does. Another thing to this, uh, Run them on a three-point line. There's a period in game five where none of Paul George, Marcus Morris, or Nick Batum were on the floor. Yes. And it was a little terrifying. For sure. So the defense in the, you know, only one of these three guys on the floor minutes kind of has, it has to be as good as it's been all year, which it can be. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else, what else do we need to do well? Oh, man. So... <laughs> It's a high order, but we got to put up at least 117. Book 17? And hold Jazz below 110. Well, ideally, One, below 117. I don't care. How yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> uh, 
look, Reggie and Paul uh, both shot sub 40% from three in game five. Okay. Are the Jazz done if these guys can feel it from deep early? I want to say yes, but we just watched the Jazz make 17 threes and a half. And we oh, they're done. never lying down. So, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, can you land a big enough blow that they just cannot get back up? I hope we can, and I hope it happens right before the end of the first half. So, interesting note on the shooting. It's it's kind of been a through line throughout this series, right? Especially when we lost the first two games that, you know, we were moving the ball the right way. We were generating good looks. They just weren't falling. Right. Uh, and an interesting note that I just saw was we have not shot the ball well in the corners at all we're below league average wow. in both marcus morris has only made one corner three all series on eight attempts can he replicate this kind of scoring zone he's been in the last couple of games i mean he's got to be charged up right now i hope so he's coming off the postseason high of 25 we're gonna need close to it yeah this is not gonna be an easy game at all no um, what, what, what's another thing we got to do in this one? Continue to win rebounding. We have a yes. very narrow edge on the Jazz. That's a margin. That's a good margin right there. Yes. Despite going small, I believe they're averaging around 39 rebounds a game. We're averaging about 40.6. So just, yes. I've been talking about this for the last few <laughs> games. It's like all this stuff is, is very much on yeah. the margins. Um, PG, Batum, and Morris are your top three active rebounders for the Clippers. So let's hope they can keep that up. Mm-hmm. Uh Hard to make up for the loss of Kawhi in this right, department, for sure. you know? Uh, but Paul George did an amazing job in Game 5. And then the big key, and I think this will tie into kind of what could go wrong, too, is we got to slow down Donovan. Uh, I think yeah. that that's, I mean... This, this it, goes into a key match. I'm not too. bringing up anything new here. Uh, <laughs> but the role players actually did a pretty good job of this in Game 5. Yeah. They'll need to be as good or better uh, Donovan Mitchell did not attempt a field goal through five possessions on Patrick Beverly. He was great now, on Mitchell. This is a limited sample size, and I think we I th- love limited sample size. I know, but I think <laughs> that there's a peak to this. Like I think right. that we start because Pat does have trouble keeping in front of him. Um, you know, Mitchell is so explosive. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann, however, has been exceptional on him all series. Ooh, I'm not, I'm not mad at more Seems, though. Yeah, it seems like he's one of the few who can stay in front of him. He took primary duties guarding him in game five. Uh, Mitchell only had three field goal attempts through 16 possessions, and he shot just 33%. Damn. Do you think Terrence sees more than 25 minutes? I saw that in game five. It's possible. I think maybe you just completely cut out the Rondo minutes. I don't know. I'm totally okay with that. Um, this goes into what could go wrong, which is we get into one of those Donovan Mitchell games. Yeah. So he's got the hobbled ankle. An absolute hero, though, in in like That's elimination I mean. kind of situation. Quote, unquote, only 21 points last game at home. Mitchell stepped up big throughout his career. He's got a couple of 50 pieces. Um, he's come up big. Even when he you know, just started in 2018, like... We've seen what he can do in this series. Yeah. When things get crazy. And we don't know how hobbled he is. He does, He's not at 100%. I would be surprised if he's at close to 90. Man, who is, though? That's a fair point. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at Pat Bev on this one. Um, I'm Definitely. really excited to see what he brings. Definitely. So what, what do you think about Do you think Rudy Gobert is going to figure out the small ball lineup for game five? Or, for, or <laughs> for game six? It was so weird because there was that couple minute span where Gobert was like, okay, He went like four for four. This is absurd. Like, yeah. you have this figured out. We're just kind of swatting at the giant dude who's just We weren't boxing out well enough. Right. Um, which might be a fatigue thing, something like that. But if we get into that situation a little earlier, I, I don't like that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I just like, if we're not hitting shots, and this is on the defensive side of the ball, if, we're, if we can't hit shots, 
and he doesn't have as urgent of a reason to come out of the paint when he's in drop, we're kind of in trouble. Yeah. Like we got to <clears throat> keep him honest. We can't like we can't let him get comfortable inside where he can kind of thwart pretty much everyone other than Reggie and Darren. <laughs> so I'm also we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Zoo played eight minutes last game. We know his legs are fresh. That really it's only the legs freshness that I'm looking at because we're cutting the rotation down with no Kawhi. And then like if Zoo gets less than eight minutes and Rondo's minutes go to man, we're looking at like a seven guy rotation. Yeah, I mean, like, Which, ma- I'm not saying Zoo's like the answer for Gobert. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But we might need him to play some minutes and they've got to be effective, I even mean, just in the be a big guy sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've talked about in other, other games in this series how, how he has been effective at sort of taking up space on the floor. Just the big issue is like, He's easy to defend for Gobert, and I feel like that takes him. It takes away some of the uncomfortability of having him, you know, have to attack a closeout. Yeah, Gobert's always got that guy who's like, "Well, Zoo's not going anywhere." Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, with the five out, he's kind of we got to keep him a lot more honest. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, but you're right though. I mean, like there are only so many guys. I mean, like you know, like five guys can't all play forty eight minutes. Yeah, like, um, and then you got a note in here about maybe a Conley curveball. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, I guess this is what could go wrong slash also a matchup. Yeah. I mean, do we think we see Conley? So just the background on this, he was ready to play in game three, suffered a setback by his words, which altered his initial timeline. If he is available, how does this swing the series? I think it's a pretty big swing because... For the Jazz? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, he brings something that really only Donovan Mitchell can kind of do on that team. Yeah. He can score in isolation. He can pass really well. Like Ingles is a great passer, but he's not as shifty. Yeah. He's not Mike Conley. And it does move right? Ingles to the second unit, which is a lot more dangerous. Yes. That's a little that's a little scary. But, but again, I, I don't know if Conley plays. Yeah. I, we don't know what level he's at either. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll find out. You'll find out probably like before. For tip off, we might guess. I bet they. I bet we'll get one of the reports where it's like, Conley's going to see how it works out in warmups. Yeah, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but who knows? Um, key matchup: Paul George versus just keeping it going. Absolutely, we know what we got to do. The, the whole team has to. We can't help too much on defense. Got to keep them in front of us. Got to run them off the three point line. Paul George basically has to have another game five performance. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not saying that in like a. I think he can do it, but we need it. Yeah. Uh, and just to also to be clear, the man does not have to prove anything. Oh no, that absolutely game, not. I think that game five win is one of my, you know. Oh, it's yeah. Regardless of what happens, that's like an all timer for me. It's an all time uh, Clippers game. Um, Ty Lue talked about there was potent, There's talk of maybe double teaming Paul George. Ty Lue said, "I hope they do." <laughs> in regards to the Jazz doing that, um, we've seen him be a little you know, kind of careless with turnovers. So I'm wondering how that would look. I wouldn't in the say beginning. careless. Like he has tight he has some careless turnovers. He's had some he's had some bad passes. The honestly the biggest issue for me is sometimes the handle, but a little loose for hopefully sure. Hopefully he's got it handled. And then this last one, who gets tired first? Clippers or Jazz? I mean, we talked about in game 5 how huge like being on your home court is and how much people can charge you up. I'm like got a full staple center. I mean, this is like another sub key matchup, but like what yeah, what is the effect of a full staple center on the Clippers? I mean, they have not seen this many fans in 2 years. I mean, like yeah. it's been a long time. For sure. 
It's going to be interesting. Jazz looked gassed in games three and four. Clippers looked pretty tired at the end of game five. Yes, absolutely. The minutes distribution by Ty Lue is going to be really important. We're only going to see probably like eight guys or yeah. nine guys. Well, Kawhi's out, so eight. So that division is going to be big. Do we want to try and predict this game? Uh, no. I don't, if I'm being honest. No, I'm going right. to leave it. I'm going to, I, I just, the guys are going to leave it all on the floor. And we'll, yeah. That's what happens at the end yeah. of the 48 minutes. Worst that's case, what we got. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. It's exactly what the Clippers can do. Get fired up. Yes. I mean, God, that being I'm said, excited. I'm very excited. Let's go PG. Let's go Reg. Let's I'm go excited. Batum. I'm Come nervous. On, I'm everything. Exactly. God's going to be a good time. Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, not Kawhi news, as well as uh, some Terrence Mann developments. And maybe some new wrinkles in the offense. But first, Will, auto parts. What's up with those? All right. The only place I trust to get my auto parts Ooh. is Rock Auto. Okay. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Definitely. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Awesome. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make sense. Go to rockauto.com right now to, and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, welcome to Ty Lue Presser Recap. I forgot, we have to give a shout-out uh, to a Twitter user real quick. Um, at StepBackTree, he's been keeping a fantastic stat all year that the Clippers are undefeated when Marcus Morris scores 17 plus. Yeah. So let's hope we score 17 plus against the Jazz. Um, Tyloo had a press conference today. It, we're talking about this because there was supposed to be no media availability. Yeah. And then today, this morning, got an email that there would be. That there would be. So everyone got really nervous. Yeah. Like just everyone in the media for Clippers was like, okay, what is, what are they going to announce at this brand new press conference right after Kawhi just had a knee situation? Uh, they announced nothing. Yeah. Which is good. Very on par for the Clippers. Oh, yeah. If you're looking, it's so funny because I feel like like I'm not pretending like I'm not frustrated by the lack of information. Yeah. But I'm just not surprised <laughs> I'm not, anymore. I'm not sure why people would think that the Clippers all of a sudden with the most secretive player in the league would decide to be an open book on his medical. Oh, yeah. Situation. Absolutely. Especially for someone who doesn't like that stuff. Ty Lue was asked about it and Dan Wykey asked him and Ty Lue kind of laughed at the question. Yeah. Dan Wykey was like, any news on Kawhi? And Tyler just goes, no. <laughs> like, just in a way of like, dude, come on. Like, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, of course. It wasn't in a way. Someone had to ask the question. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, he knew it was coming. It wasn't in like a no news. <laughs> like a malicious thing. Um, this begs the question, though. Yeah. When will we get news? What timeline makes the most sense? I like that you your thought that they don't want to do it before game six. I don't. I 
it just doesn't seem advantageous like the day of game six to be like here's the news because if it, if whatever's above willing it's maybe not what clippers fans want to hear going into a playoff game that night yeah, and i don't know it's that, rough that it's, seems it's like it's not good timing yes it's not good timing so when during the game <laughs> i have no idea i mean the, the like the bottom line is they know at this point um you think they got the mri already we're recording this 6 10 p.m yeah of on, course they know by june? now june 17th yeah. of course they know by now probably got super mri machines um probably takes five minutes and, and you can and, wear metal well like i guess just the thing the thing with it is um i'm optimistic that we haven't heard anything yet because i just feel like if it was a tear it would be pretty apparent by now so maybe it's just like a sprain and they're really trying to gauge how serious it is yeah i'm trying not to let it affect me that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to forget that it's a thing, which is only making me think about it more. Yeah. My brain right now is about 65% running through simulations of what can happen in game six. 30% what's up with Kawhi's knee, 5% everything else in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a healthy balance. Uh, you know, it's just playoffs. Um, don't take that Skip Bayless all caps tweet uh, seriously. Why would Skip Bayless have anyone in Kawhi's camp willing to give him information yeah doesn't make any sense uh you have a crazy stat in here from Malika Andrews oh so Kawhi will be the eighth all-star to miss a playoff game which in a single season is the most in NBA history insane no good yeah figure it out NBA yeah don't do back-to-backs anymore no one wants them no one is hyped on a back-to-back ever yeah nobody and, and he, the Clippers were good on back-to-backs this year. I think. I mean, how could it possibly be better for revenue? People don't care, especially if like, yeah. And if it's at home, it's like I'm gonna go to. Have you ever gone to two sporting events back to back? Hell yeah, that's uh, true. Clippers games. It, it's a lot. It's and I if mean, you're a yeah. fan, and this is the other thing, we don't have. Luckily, thankfully, because of this podcast, we don't have to pay to go to these games. If I was paying. To go to a game on Monday and a game on Tuesday, that's not a cheap week. Yeah, that's fair. You're buying consent. So that's the thing with revenue. It's like people aren't going to like double up. Yeah, but other people go. Do they? you think that only the same people are going to the Clippers games? Pretty much. <laughs> Why else would you go? Um, it's like it's like the it's like the crowd at Cheers. Yeah, it's just the same people. <laughs> um, just spread it out, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I hate back-to-backs. Um, Tyloo also talked about how he told Terrence Mann to shoot the ball more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much more? <laughs> like, how much more do we want? I mean, he There's brought no up that he's, been a, he's worked to be a 40% shooter, which is true. Yep. Um, I think it's all... It, honestly, man, it's it's up to Terrence Mann. Like, wherever, <laughs> wherever he's at in the headspace, because if he's uncomfortable taking it, he's not going to make it. If he oh, feels good more, call. Like, it, yeah. just truly. Just be decisive with whatever decision. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just a Just make call. a snap decision, whatever feels yeah. the most comfortable. First decision, go with it, boom. First yeah. instinct, use your best one. That's not been, That's always. been disproven pretty Yeah, that, pretty that, not always, but <laughs> I do think like... In, with Terrence Mann, it usually is. I do think in situations like this, I mean, he's not doing himself or anybody else on the court any favors by hesitating, so... Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, either pass it or shoot. Just just move on. I yeah. like that. Ty Lue also added that Terrence Mann has played like a vet, which yeah. does make sense. He's been great. He's a 24-year-old second-year player. Uh, 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 also... I'm not mad. Not in a bad way. No, 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 oh. no. 
Continue with the stat. I'm I was like, he's got to be one of the older second year players in the NBA. Absolutely. Like the average age of an NBA draft, he's like 21 or something like that. So yeah. it's nice that he had that extra time, you know, at FSU that's turned out kind of a handful of, of fairly quality NBA players these last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, so they're old, doing something right. Like older players stay in the system a yeah. little longer. Uh, yeah. But what I wanted to say, well, <laughs> well, I almost lost it there. It's like, <laughs> where is this series at right now if. Man had been in the rotation to start the series. Tyler said I mean, that he was butterfly not. Butterfly effect stuff. I mean, he was just not currently in the, like in the rotation. But then he was. Uh, yeah, he flipped on that immediately. Yeah. So I don't know. I whatever. You know, some people say cucumbers taste better pickle. Yeah. I mean, they do. But y'all know say. Um, final thing. Tyler also said that the team has had to pare down the offense with the small ball lineups. Because guys are playing outside of the roles they're used to playing offensively. Do we think there's more things that could get, not added because they've been there, but whatever the opposite of pared down is? Nope, I don't think they... Unpruned? I don't don't think they need to add anything. I I think that overall it's been effective. Like, I don't know. It comes down to like it's sort of a make or miss situation, right? Like they're generating the shots they want to generate. They've for the most part been getting to the spots where they're effective. Yeah, that's a good call. I like that it's simple. It's just sticking to the game plan, I and think. It's, and and it executing goes, at a high level. I mean, yeah. And to your point about the Terrence Mann thing, it helps players like that make the quick decision. Yeah. When, the, when the play that they're running initially is not complicated. Yep. Less stuff for a guy. Same with Luke Kennard, who sometimes you see them kind of working through like every, like, okay, what happens if I pass through? What happens if I shoot? What happens if I drive? If it's simple, you don't got to worry as much about that stuff. Absolutely. I'm fired up for game six. I'm so excited to see what Tyler does. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be incredible. Whatever happens. You're going to be in the building. Yes. Um, Go say hey to Will Updike. Go up to their press box and say, we demand to see Will Updike. (laughs) Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking uh, 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 Travis thing, the Clippers breaking the Mavs, and then just a fun way to go into game six. But first, I got to give a shout out to Bilt Bar. I've been talking to my family about it for months now. Ooh, about these new flavors. It's tasty. It's very good. Uh, the new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and of course, coconut brownie chunk, which is by far and away the best flavor. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, which if you have a whole bunch of fake teeth like me, some of which can come out of your head if you really want them to, that's kind of nice. Uh, Built bars are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, the good lows, the good highs. These are great for the keto diet. Got a flavor profile coming at you. Cherry Barcia, named after, of course, that guy from The Grateful Dead. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs. What? Those are some good stats. If you're a box score guy, you love this ad read because those are some fantastic stats. Built Bar has reset uh, the promo right now, so make sure you use LOCKED15. Use that code, all capital letters, one word. You'll get 15% off your next order. Also, limited drop. Ooh, maybe a free cooler with that purchase. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and of course, we'll have a Friday Love Mary quarantine for you. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk some radio. Let's talk some Radio Los Angeles. All right, so uh, ESPN uh, Los Angeles Radio Corporation uh, employee Travis Rogers, I believe I'm saying that right, Attempted an apology for his heinous Kawhi comments. He said, I never hoped that he got hurt. I wasn't glad. It's my fault for not making it more clear. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was funny that the Clippers had such bad luck. It was not funny that Kawhi got hurt. 
My timing was lousy. I apologize. This is a shit apology. This is a garbage apology. <laughs> it sounds like he just said, I didn't want him to get hurt. I just thought him getting hurt was funny in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like the bad luck of the Clippers was Kawhi getting hurt. Yeah, absolutely. That's the luck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> it's it's like what an, a mora. It's an indefensible thing, and I don't know why you would just not come out and say, "Hey, I screwed up." Like, I, I messed this up. That's my bad. And also, when how is the what uh, what's better timing to yeah. make this joke? Yeah, right. A couple months down the line, you're, so you're chuckling when, on the radio. It was oh. so funny when Kawhi got injured. I think one of the funniest moments of 2021 for me was when Kawhi got hurt. Talk about Shaq and a fool. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like, what is Travis doing? Yeah, I don't know. Travis, don't know. you got to get it together, buddy. Fix that mindset, man. I hope... Uh, I hope the uh, the few close friends you have try and help you out from this one. Um, moving on. Did the Clippers break the Dallas Mavericks? Dude, what the hell is going on over there in Dallas? Uh, Donnie Nelson out as GM. Carlisle now Carlisle out. Gave him Quit. The, Carl gave him the double bird. Just Do you think he left. gave two weeks notice or you just bounce? No. I think he was like, hey, Mark, I'm getting out of here, buddy. And they're like, whoa, what? Does he have to do exit interviews? or? Anyways... <laughs> Luca is also mad at the entire organization. Dude, what is going on over there? Man? Well, there was an article. I think it was a it was an athletic article talking about how like or no, sorry, it was from the Zach Lowe podcast. They were talking about how like like Luca and everyone was mad that the Clippers were able to switch defenders on them routinely. And Zach Lowe was like, "Yeah, but at some point in the playoffs, you're gonna run into a team that can switch on you." Yeah, this isn't. They're not gonna. Why? What? It's the modern NBA. It's the modern NBA, dude. Like, I just don't. I think it's the Clippers' fault. We broke the Warriors that one year. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, and now the Mavericks. Is that guy who's like the gambler just gonna be their GM now? Like, what is up with that? No idea. I don't know anything about the Mavs other than all of this started the year that they added Mavrello. That horrible. Was it horrible? The mascot? It's bad. I think it's, it's pretty so funny. It's so bad that Nick Angst was... We think it's funny because we're not Mavs fans. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nick Angstat was telling us a great story about how the Mavs media team, the digital media team, was like, we did not think of this. Like, this is not ours. Yeah, look it, up the new Mavs mascot if you haven't already. It's called Mavrello. It's an idea by Mark Cuban. It's an Eastern European accented uh, globe? Yeah. That thinks it Character. owns the Mavs. Yeah. It's borderline insensitive. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. It's something that would have been the official mascot in the 80s and then looked back at it as like this was a dark time for sports. Um why wouldn't you just go back to the basketball with a cowboy hat? Iconic. Honestly, anything with a cowboy hat works. It's great. If their mascot was just the state of Texas with a cowboy hat, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, well, okay. I don't know. I hope everything I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. Um Finally, this bleeds into our I Love Mary Quarantine. Ty Lue said at his pressure that he hopes the Staples Center crowd is ready and rowdy. Love it. Oof. If you're going to the Staples Center, let them know what's up. Yeah, it can't get quiet. Like no matter no. up or, no matter up or down, like the guys have fought so hard. Be they hyped. deserve like yeah, they deserve all the energy you can give. Will's gonna be over there spraying people with champagne bottles out of the press box just <laughs> to get everyone hyped up. It's gonna be great. Um but that leads us into our Love Mary Quarantine. Ways to get into the jazz players and perhaps coaches' heads. 
Yes. We're going to pick uh, one of these to love, one of these to marry, and then one of them to just maybe get the hell away from us. This is also inspired by the Utah Jazz sign from Game 5 that said, the Utah Jazz are lack, L-A-C, in red, white, and blue, <laughs> toast intolerant. Hoof. Boo. And it looked exactly like that kind of sign would look. You know, it was like a Sharpie. It was on like an 8 by 11 they made piece it. of printer paper. It's like they parked and they were like, lactose intolerant! <laughs> oh, I shit. got it! Um, all right, so what's this first one we got? All right, so <laughs> this could be a, be a sign. It could just be a chant, but I'm thinking a sign that says the J is silent. Okay. And any time a jazz player misses, they hold the sign up, and then everyone in the crowd goes, as... I like that. That's a fun. It's type. simple. It's it's, hi- it's simple. <laughs> it's a simple cheer. That's a high schoolish type cheer, but I respect it. Yeah, in a fun way. Um, yeah, but if uh, you know the entire stadium is doing it, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, uh, this one is just a sign that says Rudy Gobert likes near beer more than wine. Mm. I think Rudy Gobert would be actually offended by mental this. game. Yeah, I like it. I think he would go sacre bleu. I hate <laughs> near beer. <laughs> Um, and then this last one, anytime Joe Ingles misses a shot, an entire section, or maybe the whole arena, shakes jingle bells. I like it. That would get in your dome. I like it. Every time you miss, you're hearing, that's, that's rough. Every time you touch the ball. <sighs> Actually, I like that idea. Just like an, an instant It's like rattling. the airball chant. Uh, Have you ever airballed in the, did you play high school basketball? No. I airballed a shot my freshman year. And then the very small, because it was freshman basketball, crowd started chanting airball. God, that was a nightmare. Demoralizing. Very demoralizing. Yeah. Uh, that sounds rough. So which of these are you loving, marrying, and quarantining? Oh. I'm loving, I think I'm loving the jingle bells. I think anytime he touches the ball, if they were doing jingle bells, and like in stadium, not over the sound system, because in stadium seems a little more ominous. Oh, terrifying. it seems much more ominous. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was also at a semi-pro hockey game one time where oh, yeah. a guy was uh shaking a like a gallon milk jug full of rocks full, <laughs> yeah full it's of a rocks. classic montana holy hockey shit man game. it was like it was it was rattling my brain and i wasn't even playing the butte uh the butte hockey parents every single one of them does that so when you go and play in butte and you know what you know what travels well milk jugs full of rocks <laughs> so they would bring them multifaceted up. yeah all right which one are you marrying uh i'm marrying the j is silent that's just a, that's a good one. i'm <laughs> gonna marry that one too. i think i think it's pretty good uh i'm quarantining the near beer wine yeah it just doesn't hit very hard yeah i'll be honest it's not the strongest I just feel like maybe we're already in Gobert's head. Oh, I mean, Terrence Mann definitely is. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's up in his grill. Um, I'm actually going to co-marry the Jingle Bells and the Jay Asylum. Okay. I think these both should be utilized. They're, I mean, like, any, obviously any full stadium chant is going to be intense. Rudy. That'd be another good one. Uh, so Just saying <laughs> a player's name is always like, it's a, always a very effective yes. chant, I feel like. Yeah, Rudy. That's a good one. Um, oh, man. Whew. Again, if you're going to Staples, be loud. Be proud. Yeah. Shout out to Clipper Spencer. He's probably not going to be uh, at the game. I hope he is. But we know he's going to be repping the Batum Battalion. Definitely. Throw your Clippers gear on the day you're listening to this. Let yeah. everyone know what's up. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Sleep in it, wear it the next day. Sure. You know? <laughs> Whatever's easiest. Um, you heard what my brain capacity is at right now. I might, I've been wearing the same clothes for two weeks. Um, <laughs> so the next episode, 
which is not going to come out on Monday. The next episode is probably going to come out, I don't know, 40 minutes after game six. Because it's either going to be a game seven preview or reacting to being in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Those are the two outcomes. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, I do, but I'm not going to tell anybody. Um, of course, whatever else happens to now and then in Clipperland, we will have an episode on Monday, of course. Yep. Game, no matter what happens, there's a game at like noon on Sunday. Kind of no matter what. Oh, that's right. So, I don't know. We'll have Man, an episode out before. Wild. Yeah, screw the NBA scheduling. Thank y'all so much for listening. Oof. It's getting down to the wire, y'all. Oh, yeah. That Larry OB, the Gary OB, as they call it, up north. <laughs> almost in sight. Almost, you can catch a glimpse. Almost a bit. It's in the distance. Yeah. We don't know, but first, got to get it's past down the, the hall. Got to get past the Jazz in game six. Who I'm excited. Uh, Will, where can these people write their congressman to listen to us? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. All great avenues to listen to this podcast, which, oh, yeah. as I mentioned up top, does come out Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you listen. We absolutely would. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you. <laughs>